Hey movie fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. Spoiler alert, there's no discussion this week. It's just all news all day. There is so <laughs> much stuff to talk about this week, and it kind of just was like, hey, we know it's been slow news lately. <gasps> Here's all the news, and half of it coming from <laughs> Paramount, who's going, please, please, we're still relevant. Please pay attention to us. We have turtle stuff. So that's what we're going to talk about today, is... What would be in the discussion slot, we're just going to talk about everything Paramount decided to just blow out their butt this week with the Investor's Day, which just, like, had a one day's notice of, like, here, here's all the stuff that's on the future for Paramount. But in addition to that, we just have a ton of just movie news in general to talk about, and one late-breaking one that came out earlier today. Um, This podcast will come out on Wednesday, which sucks, because we're recording it on Super Tuesday! (laughs) It'll never happen again, but that's kind of cool. Super Tuesday is what I'm going to call it, and I'm ashamed I didn't get tacos today, because it would have been like Super Taco Tuesday. Ultimate. That's the ultimate Tuesday right there, bro. Ah, that's it's just such just such a cool like it's my my one of my brother's birthdays today so like he's got like a super Tuesday birthday like that's just like it doesn't get any better than that man like we really did because I, I think last week we had to record a little earlier and then all the Paramount stuff dropped and we were like come on because <laughs> we were gonna talk we were originally gonna talk about video game movies with Uncharted coming out this weekend which you know. Screw you, all of those people that said it was going to fail. Thank you, casual moviegoers that have never played the games whatsoever. I'm pretty sure you're the only reason the movie did well this weekend. We'll talk about it, I'm sure. Um, but we were going to talk about that, and I were like, uh, there's too much Paramount stuff here to just have it as an individual news topic. Yeah. So this is going to have to be a discussion thing. So we haven't done an all-news all-day episode in a while. But uh, before we get into all the vast news, Josh, have you been watching anything this week? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> and he forgets <laughs> what. No, yeah, yeah, no. I legit, like, and that's what's funny is, like, because we have the Google Doc, and I, I legit, like, anytime I watch something, I put it in on the Google Doc so I won't forget, because, like, there's been several times where I've watched tons of stuff, and then just, we get to the podcast, and I'm like, nah, man, I didn't watch anything. <laughs> nah, um, I was I had a, uh, a sad day last week, so I watched my Cheer Up movie in uh, Treasure Planet. I was supposed to say Prisoners. <laughs> Turn to the surround sound all the way up. So, uh, you know, only cry about cried for with from the goosebumps from that opening scene. It's fine. I still I still need Disney to go back and remaster that in 4K, not for the picture quality, but for the sound design. I could yes. I would love an Atmos mix for Treasure Planet because. Oh, 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 but mm, that, that, first fantastic. Yell, that first Woo! yell, just, like, yes, absolutely. And like it, the, that opening mix, I think is the only one in the, sh- in the movie that has an electric, electric guitar on it. Oh, I'm sure right. when I, they do, I'm still here. That's gotta be in there somewhere. <laughs> yes. You gotta have your um, angsty early two thousands music. <laughs> Yeah, but like at the same time, like Jim is so cool. Like I can't help but like want to be him, and I'm like twice his age. Um, but yeah, I uh, and also have been diving in hard thanks to Nathan on video essays on YouTube this this past week. Uh, 
namely from um, a closer look. I found a couple people, uh, other people like Flying Walrus and Quinn Curio. Like it's like really like I just have found like a love for the video essay, and it, it's like I think it scratches that like documentary uh, itch and the, the writer itch. Brain. Yeah, like it's just like oh yeah, I can totally all right, cool, cool. like uh, Queen Curio does did a video uh, that I I texted you when I was watching it. it that's all about like, what's the point of slithering? Because <laughs> like it like has like a follow up video of like like what's wrong with Draco and that like he's supposed to be a villain but is literally does nothing the entire series basically. Uh, so yeah, it's just and it it, it does nothing but fuel my hatred for. State more, and which is also, I just finished um, Goblet of Fire actually, like yesterday, this morning. What I, I will always morning. say is the best book. I like the back third. The back third, I think, is so far in the series the best writing J.K. Rowling has has pumped out. There is a oh my gosh, there was a section in the middle of the book where I was slugging along and like I legitimately is it, is it the part with Spew with the house elves freeing the house I mean, elves? It, that, it or is that in the next that, one? And then like posed like with all the readers readers read a skeeter stuff and uh. like. Like it's it's one of those like I get it it's lore it's world building but I she's don't just hear. the worst and like I just I didn't find her 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 quote unquote comeuppance to be uh, enough enough yeah like it just it was whatever dude so what like you're gonna blackmail this reporter even though she's now gonna be in a position to where the ministry will force her to not write crap I just I don't know dude it is. Here's the thing, and I, I'm really hoping that this starts to kind of change in the next couple books, uh, but I watched, because of a closer look, um, <laughs> watched a his like breakdown of why the Fantastic Beasts series doesn't work. They're and bad. I mean, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to structure and, and there's no rising action, blah, blah, blah. And like, the more I read, the more those issues are already prominent in the book. I yeah. mean, just look, you don't have to look any farther than like uh chamber of secrets where that's, there's that whole random dragon subplot at the, in the back third of the oh. book, right, right before they get into like the actual chamber stuff. And it was like, what there's, there's no reason for this to be here. Uh, actually, no, there is. If I remember my Harry Potter correctly, the dragon that they basically send away in the second one it's the same dragon they ride in the seventh one when they break out of the, out of Gringotts. I think. Uh, it might. I don't think it's the same species as the thing because I could have. I, I mean, it's a Norwegian I, Ridgeback, obviously. We remember that. Yeah, but I don't think it's the same because I, I, I at one point thought it was the same dragon that he has to end up fighting in Goblet of Fire, but that's not. That's a Hungarian Horntail. Yeah, yeah. So it's. We'll see. I, I, but at the same time, like, even that, it like, it's not needed in that section of the story. It just, but yeah, it's. She has a tendency to ramble, and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> and like, yeah. I get and, 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 and the, and the issue too is, I get that like these technically these books are for kids, but I'm in the Goblet of Fire at this point. We're past the point where like it, just kids are reading these books, so. What's the, what's the, what's the deal here? 
Yeah. What about you? Do you watch anything recently? Uh, I watched the Arthur finale like a grown man. <laughs> and I was in a puddle of sadness by the end of it like a grown man. But it was really, yeah, really well done. Like, they split it like all classic Arthur episodes. You got the first episode and the second episode. First one is just a regular episode about Buster. It was nice to hear familiar voices again. I was like, oh, Buster has not changed, unlike the Arthur kid. But the second one was a nice homage. Um, Josh, how much do you want to know about this episode before you watch it, or do you want to go in as blind as possible? Um, let me go in as blind as possible. I, I kind of I've seen some things on the old internet as far as like what he does in the episode in Arthur's you know, episode. But... Like, do you know who he runs into? I, no, not specifically. I don't know if you so, know him by by look, but basically he runs into a character that if you don't know who it is, you'll look it up after and be like, oh, like it, it's so well done and brought full circle by the end of it. Heather and I were like, no, that can't be the end of it. it it's been 25 years. You got to have more of it. And I'm sure we, there will be more Arthur stuff. Of, But besides that. I saw two movies, one in theaters twice mm-hmm. because I had to because it's me. But we'll we'll get to that one in just a second. That's not the best movie I watched recently. Um, there's a specific actor by the name of Dylan O'Brien that, if rumors are true, I'm about to be very emotionally invested in his acting career if he is a specific character in the Batgirl movie that the rumors are pointing him to be so i'm like you know what i've never seen a dylan o'brien movie i haven't seen any of the maze runner movies um i almost said perks of being a wallflower but that's logan lerman it's a they're inter kind of interchangeable uh and so i watched a movie from 2020 called love and monsters i had heard good things about it i loved this movie a whole lot more than i was expecting i almost more or less went into this blind i saw one trailer and kind of got the gist of it or at least I thought I did. It's basically uh, the apocalypse has happened. Gigantic monsters like what you'd see on Skull Island have taken over the world. Um, like our, they're basically our own monsters, like insects and everything else, just blown up to gigantic proportions. Okay. Uh, and so the world is run over by those, and everyone's just kind of living their life trying to survive. And a dude is trying. He talks every day on the radio to his girlfriend from before the apocalypse that he's known. He's just like, you know what? Literally everyone else in this compound is married or has a mate and is doing it on the regular. I miss my girlfriend. So he's going to make the week-long trek to her camp to see her. And he's never left the compound before, and he's very awkward. It's very much like Zombieland, except instead of zombies, you get gigantic skull island type creatures right down to having a kind of tallahassee type character except this time instead of uh woody harrelson it's michael rooker who is okay awesome uh he's really endearing the girl that he goes after jessica chenwick i think from iron fist and the newest matrix movie she's great it's a lot of fun the way that they approach the humor was kind of zombieland ish also, like, in terms of having rules and whatnot, but it was very endearing. I enjoyed it quite a bit, and to the point of, like, I'm going to be tracking this one down in 4K because it looked very impressive. The monsters looked really spectacular. I was very impressed with the creature designs. Very endearing characters. Very fun. Um, but, yeah, I'd highly recommend that one, Josh. It's on Hulu. It's... yeah. You uh you you texted me like right afterwards after you watched it too so I was I, I, it'll be something that I try to watch this next week yeah 
it's very similar to Zombieland, but not quite as. I don't know. It's got similarities and it's got its differences, but I love them both a lot. Uh, speaking of Zombieland, though, the director of both Zombieland and Zombieland Double Tap, Ruben Fleischer, had a movie come out this weekend by the name of Uncharted. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so Uncharted. I saw it twice this weekend. I saw it opening night and I saw it again on Sunday. I did like it significantly more the second time around, but the issues that I had with the movie the first time didn't just go away the second time. I just kind of went into it knowing, okay, these are the problems I'm going to have with it. I kind of live with it. Tom Holland is spectacular. All those people that doubted it, it's just like, no, he is a good actor. He's not just being Peter Parker. However, I will always own up to it when I'm wrong. I tried to defend the casting of Mark Wahlberg. I was like, maybe, maybe it'll be great. Maybe it will surprise us. He's not Sully. It's just Mark Wahlberg being Mark Wahlberg. Like, yeah, that's if, right, right. if they're going for a Mark Wahlberg type character, would have been great. But he's not Sully. None of the characters have chemistry with each other at all. Like, there's some good performances. The girl that plays Chloe is spot on to the game. She's so accurate. However, no one really has chemistry. Like, uh, Nate has no chemistry whatsoever with Sully. Sully has no chemistry with chloe or braddock uh the villains kind of suck but my big issue and i talked about this in my full length review which is up on the channel now for you goes that you want to know my more in-depth thoughts of the uncharted movie the music was awful like i hated the music like actively and i noticed it more the second time around uh anybody that has the slightest knowledge of video games will know the uncharted theme of dun 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 no that only plays for about 10 seconds in the entire movie when he like finally puts on the gun straps in the finale but for the rest of the movie they're really trying to cram this new theme down your throat of like no you will like this new theme even though it has nothing thematically sounding like the original song and i know some people are like well it's his origin he's supposed to have different music Yes, but that's not how music theory works. You can have different music so long as it still has some of the core elements and stylistic nature to the original music. Like when you listen to John Williams' take on the Obi-Wan theme, it has a little bit of the Force theme. Yoda's theme has a little bit of the Force theme in it, but it's doing its own thing. That's not the case for the Uncharted music. It feels... It's by the same guy that did Pacific Rim. The music has much more in common with Pacific Rim than it does with Uncharted. Which I think a lot of the reasons that some of the jokes don't fit or some of the stakes don't feel as real with action is you need the music to go along with it. And the music is so jarringly out of place for this movie. And I think I'm the only one that's pointed this out so far. Maybe it's just because I care about it too much because I will still listen to the Uncharted 4 soundtrack (laughs) on a weekly basis because it's so good. But as a whole, the movie's really not that bad. It's so fascinating seeing the Rotten Tomatoes. On the critic side, 40%. On the audience side, 90%. Interesting. Like, it's a huge fracture. I'm somewhere in the middle. There's a lot of good stuff, which makes me excited for a sequel, so long as we get a different director and a different composer. Um, there's plenty of good stuff. I was didn't need it to be a perfect movie, and I just needed to be fun, and that's essentially what I got out of this Uncharted movie. So at the end of the day, I'm happy. It's not the best movie in the world I didn't think it would be. Yeah. But there's there's room for improvement, specifically with the editing and with the music more than anything. <laughs> well, I still haven't seen it, so uh, I uh, I'll try. I mean, I keep saying I'll try to 
check it out. But, I think you know, you'll like. I think you might like it more than me, but I'm not sure because it, it and, has some glaring issues. Yeah, I mean, I, I might like it more just because I'm not as attached to the Uncharted games, which. So far, the people that are liking yeah. it the best are the ones that have not played the games. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it should have just been like a fun adventure movie, but, you know. Yeah. It is what it is. Let's get into some news, shall we? Because holy crap, do we have a lot. So, ahead of its season one finale, the people over at HBO Max decided, you know what? This has been our most popular streaming show we've ever done. Let's just go ahead and green light. It's Peacemaker season two. So that is what we're got what we've got now. Peacemaker will be getting a season two. However, unlike the first season, James Gunn will be writing and directing every episode. He wrote and directed most all the episodes. I think he wrote every episode for season one, but he didn't direct every episode. He'll be writing and directing every episode of season two. So this will kind of double as our what predictions for what we think season two will look like, but also our full recap of season one of our thoughts. Now that it's been out for a little bit, I feel like we can go into spoilers about this because it's been a full week now. So if you wanted to watch Peacemaker, you would have by now. And there's a lot to talk about because I'm not going to lie. The first couple episodes didn't really grab me. I thought they were okay. But dang, if those last three episodes of this season weren't some of the best television I've seen in a long time mm-hmm. of like getting Chris's backstory when he starts playing the piano at the end of that one episode and your heart just like shatters into a thousand pieces because it's a prime example of show don't tell of like you don't need to say anything in that scene. You trust Cena enough as an actor to go, OK, you're going to be able to trust that he'll convey the proper emotions in the scene that you don't need to say what's going on. You don't need a voiceover. You can feel the pain that's going on. Uh, Mm -hmm. But then you also get, like, Vigilante, who is just the best. Like, right down to the very first episode when you're just like, I don't know if I like Vigilante. And Peacemaker has, like, got the sniper on the family, and he's just like, I don't know if I can do this. Oh, hey, hey, buddy, don't worry. I got this. I can kill kids. And, like, Vigilante (laughs) just, like... (laughs) Vigilante just like kind of knows that he's just the worst, and so he like takes takes the responsibility all on his own. You're like, oh, but through throughout the show, even the characters that you think you're not gonna like, you end up loving so much. Like the character one that I was not expecting to just get sucker punched right in the feels is Economos. When Dude, what a guy! In the final episode, when he's like, "Why does your human?" Why did your humor dye his beard? And then the, his whole five-minute spiel, uh, like this running joke about the season of Economos dyes his beard, dyes his beard, dyes his beard. And then you realize, oh, crap. This joke that they've been telling for most of the season is actually profoundly emotional. And it's a really sensitive topic for the character. But he just plays it off as a joke to everyone else, which is basically the show in a nutshell of people yeah. laughing through pain. And it's so good it is so good and i mean i still don't think i can call this show a masterpiece there's definitely some some issues i have at least in those first couple episodes but like in some ways i can't fault those first two episodes either because they have a lot to set up in those in that rightfully so they gave us those first two episodes upon launch and i'm glad they did i think you and i both said oh i'm glad that they did 
because if I had just seen the first episode, I don't know if I would have been hooked. But by oh, you the mean end like of Book of Boba sec- Fett? <laughs> it took a lot longer. I'm still waiting to get hooked by Book of Boba Fett, and um, it's done. Done. <laughs> but I uh, like by the end of episode two, I was like, okay, cool. I see where we're going. I'm, I'm I'm down. And then by the end of episode three, I was like, yeah. So I'm gonna watch this on launch day every week. Got it. Okay. Hurt. Um, question. Just vigilantly have like healing because there's uh yeah, several the- things in this show where like not like, just him gets... yeah like there's I... so as much as i love the show there's certain times that i'm just like okay vigilante you literally got blown up you were next to a grenade how are you fine you got shot repeatedly in the back or the one of economos trips over a stump and breaks his ankle yet crawls across a field in like <laughs> five seconds flat i'm going <laughs> don't think well, about it don't think about it <laughs> also and some people are going to really hate me for this, but I don't care. Peacemaker did a better job of expanding the DCEU than Zack Snyder did in three whole movies. Oh my gosh. Of like, going, I, oh. with these references that he's sprinkling in, it's not just a, hey, I know the comics too. It's like actually there to build and flesh out the world more. Like you and I have talked about, we pop so hard at the Batmite joke. Or Dude. the Justice League showing up at the end, the Green Arrow reference. I felt like this was a world that other people lived in while that yeah. while it was still paying respect to those characters that existed, you know, not just sticking it to those pre-existing characters and saying, I don't care about them, so I don't stick with them in my vision. Looking at you, Jimmy Olsen, because Superman doesn't need Jimmy Olsen. No, he doesn't. Uh, like, you know, Batman it, doesn't need to have a brain and be super smart or anything like that. Like, that's he just punches people. That's his thing. <sighs> Punches yeah, people go, to go death. On. Yes, and again, but to, to just add to this to this topic that uh, Peacemaker has done more to expand the lore of the DCEU than Zack Snyder has done in three movies. Um, that whole his whole rant about why Batman has a, like a bunch of a whole rogues gallery, it's just like beautiful chef's kiss. And like I, there's so much to love about this show, honestly. And it, like I, I'm, I'm gonna understand. It is definitely not for everybody. There's a, loads of cursing, loads of blood. There's uh, a lot of obscene jokes and references. Um, but gosh, it is like John Cena is great. I like I. We all kind of knew that he was gonna be a fun actor, but he is like he has leaned into his uh typecasting in a way that is so special and makes you want to see that specific character more um i i will be the first to admit that i was super surprised when john actually well sorry when chris when chris actually kills his father and i legit shoots no monologue or anything just middle of middle of the guy's statement of his dad's statement too and he was like boom and but like the thing that got me was I was shocked that he actually did it, but then you he immediately like not not in five minutes in another scene when they get back to the to the base, right then you see the emotional ramifications for Chris. I was just like, God. Dude, and then better those yet, last three episodes. And then better yet, his dad didn't disappear. He's clearly still there to mentally traumatize his kid. I'm going. Mm-hmm. 
fantastic, not fantastic, but fantastic that this isn't going to be something that's just glossed over. It's not something that's just an easy switch. All these characters are broken, have their own issues. It's going to take time to heal them, which a testament to his dad. I thought it was insane that the most afraid and uncomfortable that I was the entire time was nothing to do with aliens or the violence. It was, oh God, you have Nazis on your tail. I'm very uncomfortable now because it's like that, it's that depth of realism now of going this is how you bring in real world conflict but okay can we talk about how good i don't want to praise bad guys but how good white dragon's suit looked white I, dragon like i'm i, I didn't really know I about white it. dragon before the comics before this i look him up i'm going it's hard to be more comic accurate than that like <laughs> i think james gunn whenever he has these characters is just like okay how can I make these as most accurate to the comic as humanly possible? Like, Peacemaker is scary accurate. Vigilante is terrifyingly accurate from a costume perspective. So is White Dragon. Like, a Polka Dot Man. Pretty spot on there. Like, so... Mr. Mixel Pidlick when? With the purple and orange tights? And a very condiment small body? King? <laughs> condiment King? Okay, Let's speak, go, speaking of Condiment King. Speaking of Condiment King. <laughs> What do you hope to see in Peacemaker Season 2? There we go. All right. Cool, cool, cool. So it'll be interesting because I don't think the butterfly threat is over, um, especially with Goth still technically being alive. Obviously, like this is like hardcore spoilers, but like it, it, it's been a week, guys. Um, but at the same time, I, I kind of hope that we get away from the – from the from the butterflies as as cool as it was i i don't think there's anywhere else to go until you're like unless you're gonna go and we're gonna destroy the the death star again like yeah you can't really like i would prefer it if they didn't um it'd be very interesting if he if uh, uh chris goes to the house and finds out his brother's actually alive um and turns out that it's sportsmaster but that's just a dream of mine um <laughs> but uh that could be really cool um i want more economos i don't know what it is about him like he's not a superhero he's legitimately just a normal dude he kind of reminds I, me of you yeah a little bit but like just like even like the moment like where he like looks at um hardcore at, uh, wait, when they're in the the van on the way to the final like it's always time for rock and roll there's, yes there's always time for rock and roll i killed a freaking bear i feel killed a freaking gorilla with a chainsaw i was like yes when that happened i was like akadamos you are my hero man i don't i understand like the whole all the revocations here but i am down um i think judo masters tie-in is going to be interesting um, I think he's more important to the butterflies plot than I think we like and that we we're aware of. Uh, I don't know where we go with that, but it'd be interesting if maybe that's your connection. Maybe he, I'm the, this is really just me trying to bring in Sportsmaster. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I, I don't think you're far off. I could absolutely see Sportsmaster. I could see Sportsmaster, Condiment King, um, the Clock King, maybe. Like, bring in all the really random, obscure characters that James Gunn really just loves so much. Uh, I don't know. Just more obscure references. Also, 
James Gunn has to be one of my favorite people out there because there was a story before this show came out that they're like, uh, Peacemaker will be used to introduce Bane into the DCEU. And James Gunn is like, the heck did you get that from? That's absolutely not the case. And so <laughs> when season two got announced, the same freaking site was like, season two of Peacemaker will be when they introduce Dave Bautista as Bane in the DCEU. And James Gunn is like, are you kidding me? Just stop. Like, no. I'm going, I love, I love when directors and actors just call out BS because I hate sites that just run with it with no accountability. We got this covered. Um, but no, no Bane. I, just... <laughs> the Rita Skeeters are, Skeeters are the real world. Mm. Uh, which, sorry, I got to go. How much of a missed opportunity was it? That she was her, she was an animongus as a beetle and not a mosquito. Like, come on, that would have just that that joke's right there. It writes itself. Like, it's a little uh, too obvious, I think. No, that's what makes that funny. Anyway, but yeah, it's I'm excited for season two. Um, I can totally see. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Green Arrow shows up. That I can totally I, see. I said it. I'm totally. I was mad that it didn't happen. Yeah, uh, I will say. It'll be interesting to see the fallout of uh, Amanda Waller being called out on national television. I don't think there will be um, a Suicide Squad. Yeah, and I'm kind of okay with that. That's like that's super interesting to me. Yeah, Warner Brothers isn't making a Suicide Squad again anytime soon after both of them flopped. Yeah. So this next news topic's a little weird. Uh, not bad, just a little bizarre and i don't know how to fully what to fully make of it stranger things is finally coming in two parts for season four um okay and then it's like what may i believe we're gonna get the first part in may and i think the second part in july or something like that for season four they're splitting up season four which i'll talk about why i think that's the case in a little bit here uh, and then they also announced that season five will be the final season. So season four, Stranger Things will kind of be leading up to the big epic finale. They didn't outright state it, but they also were like, yeah, Hopper's alive. We're like, yeah, we know you spoiled that surprise for us already. Um, I think it's an that, obvious twist, too. It's not like they tried to hide it. Like, yeah. Um, like, shut up. <laughs> I think they're splitting up season four. Uh, they'll they will claim, well, it's because they're longer episodes and we've got more episodes so we're gonna have more than 10 episodes this season i'm assuming uh and they're longer i'm calling bs on that i think it's netflix slowly tipping their toes into weekly release like Mm -hmm. hbo does like disney does because they already tried it in a very very small sample size last year with the fear street trilogy with three separate movies releasing in three weeks with fear street 1991 i think uh 1978 and then 191666 uh, uh those are fine but they tried that weekly release and over the past few years we've seen with streaming analytics and data that shows that have weaker releases retain their audiences better like the thing with stranger things is every single time the social media world blows up whenever there's a trailer or poster of like it's like yeah because you forgot it existed for a while because you watched it loved it got excited for next season 
and then then moved on (laughs) then moved on because it's been years since season three and it didn't like if they built it over like as much as we make fun of book of boba fett that lasted for several weeks to get people's hype up to the point of when the finale finally aired that had huge numbers and i think netflix would be smart to adopt something similar so i wouldn't be surprised if this is a test run for that i know netflix kind of caters more to the binging age demographic but they can't keep affording to drop stuff and then lose the hype within two weeks or so you need to keep building that with netflix and especially with stranger things this is your bread and butter like this has to be something i wouldn't be surprised for the final season for season five if that is a weekly release and i think they're splitting into two parts because they're gonna it's a test run for that so they can get this initial first wave of popularity with Stranger things then a second wave then whenever season five comes out you know in 2030 at the rate we're going um we didn't get a lot of other information besides that they just said that there are longer episodes more visual effects around this time josh what are you expecting for season four and now that we know it's kind of it's the beginning of the end in the words of weezer (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I'm not sure because there's kind of been like a main baddie threading through all of them, but like not really at the same time because season three was like literally all the Russians. And so what are we just going to go heavy on the Russian stuff for three seasons? And not that I have anything wrong with it, but it is and I understand it's, you know, the time, like for the, those time periods that they're in, that's, that's was the big thing. And I understand, but trying to do that now feels a little weird and like, Oh, okay, cool. So we're going back to an old trope. Got it. Okay. Even though that's like, that is what they're doing, but that's not what they're doing. It's, it's just interesting. So I, 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 I don't know what to expect. Um, I agree though, that I, I, I think this is Netflix dipping their toes into weekly releases and i honestly i don't hate that because they should have done it long ago they should i as much as i was someone who was a part of the binge culture and like i to to its credit it does work you you instantly were like oh cool i get uh, like you know i'm on the edge of my seat for this episode i get i can just press play and watch the next one awesome um at the same time as much as i did not like book of boba fett those last three episodes because of how they built i was like okay yo yeah i'm gonna tune in that next week absolutely uh so i can totally see them going up that direction i mean it means that they could uh do what disney does and have actual commercials for their shows and be like hey catch it on on you know netflix this catch this on netflix this week get drops at this time on, on this day that they assumes actually... they would actually ever market their own stuff <laughs> but they yeah agree but at, at least there's that opportunity there where whereas for for opportunity to market for multiple weeks whereas before it's like hey season two of stranger things drops on this day and then that's it <laughs> like you don't get anything else so like it's it, it, it's an opportunity 
hopefully to see Netflix grow in some way. You know, maybe if they grow a little bit more, we can finally get that those uh, Magic Treehouse and Nep- and uh, Redwall series that they kind of quote purchased. No, but, Netflix you know, cares about acquiring IPs just so no one else can use them. They're they're like the dragon smog. They just collect but never actually use. Uh, I wouldn't the be surprised. Of, mo- of movie studios. Well, especially <laughs> when there's a big name that apparently is going to WWE that makes all of us just go, "Say what now?" You're. I I don't I don't. Uh, just as a side note, I don't think that's true. But yeah, it's, I don't uh, know. I I wouldn't be surprised if he does because of some weird stories that we're hearing about the roads not taken. Um, but anyway. I I wouldn't be surprised, <laughs> and I feel like they've said this before that. We're, we will be getting Stranger Things spinoffs. It's mm-hmm. it's a world that's primed enough for interesting storytelling possibilities of maybe there's some other weird things that the lab discovered. My only concern is the only immediate thought I have for a spinoff show is one that I absolutely do not want because it felt like when we saw this, it was a test run for a spinoff show. And that was, I think it was season two, that one episode with Eleven where she meets other teenagers like her, which was universally hated. Like, everyone's like, yeah, season, just, yeah season two is good. Well, except for that side quest episode that no one talks about. Like, I, that felt so desperation of, oh, do you like these side characters? We might be thinking about turning them into their own show. And everyone's going, no, no, thank you. They're not interesting. And to be f- to their credit, the Duffer brothers and people that did Stranger Things, there was like no reference to them in season three whatsoever. So I think they took mm-hmm. that feedback. They didn't jar jar it and just add more to it. Um, but I, I don't know if we've seen the last of those, but we do have others. If there's an 11, there's got to be a one through 10. So maybe they'll try and spin that out. Um seven that weird tim burton one is actually set in the stranger things universe (laughs) and connect it's the numbers verse um or just have a series about hopper punching people in the throat that's it it's just hopper it's just him i don't don't hate it Uh, it's because he's so charismatic he's great he's really great in that show um it's him he gets it's uh, possessed by a demon, and the people start calling him Hellboy. Uh, no, <laughs> no, because then no one would watch it. Oh, uh, he's not the reason that movie sucks. I hate. But then that that the movie will fun. flop, and then he will blame the audiences, not the people that made the movie. Better yet, we get a Steve and Dustin spinoff show. Just say I, less. I don't even care what they're doing. Just Steve and Dustin together doing just well, the weirdest stuff. Steve, Dustin, and Robin uh, get a give it like a together. Hardy Boys vibe. Yeah. Oh, dude. Mm. Nancy <laughs> Drew, eat your heart out. Just call it Spoopy um, Adventures, a Stranger Things story. <laughs> You're welcome, Netflix. <laughs> they're not gonna do it. Shut up uh, and take my money. They're not gonna do it. They they get the dog. The demodog that he gets in season three trains him to be good, and that's their pet that like becomes their like Scooby Doo. It's Justin, Robin, and Steve with a demodog solving weird supernatural mysteries. Yes. Oh gosh, and <laughs> I can't. There's there's no way to like hate that is the problem. <laughs> like, gosh, dude. Like we need more mystery like kids shows. Like I love that. I love that kind of that genre. Um. All that being said, it's just, you know, there's 
we'll see what happens. I there's a part of me that hopes that we never do spin-off shows. Uh I already don't like the Left for Dead series after season two or three, but the fact that they were like, hey, we got two other spin-offs. Ha ha ha. And I was like, Yeah, no, I don't need that. Sorry. And I as much as I love Stranger Things, I don't think I need spin-offs on this. Yeah. So this next news topic could be nothing, could be something, but if nothing else, it teaches us the importance of words and context kind of really, really matter. So Kevin Feige, the Lord and Savior of the MCU, the head of honcho of all that is good in the world, recently came out and said some very interesting things in regards to they're not being Avengers movies anymore. So Kevin Feige was recently asked kind of just about the future of the MCU. And he said, Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is now past their 10th anniversary with the release of the final Avengers movie. We finally completed a 22 movie Infinity Saga. Going, okay. Cool. Maybe he just meant Avengers Endgame was the final Avengers movie in that Infinity Saga. But Kevin Feige never says words accidentally. Accidentally. I think yeah. one of the one of the brilliant things among many others with Kevin Feige, uh, he's an excellent planner, but also he's a brilliant public relations guy in terms of um, saying the right things at the proper spots. He picks his words very carefully. He's a very smart man in a lot of ways. Uh, he understands how to manipulate the crowd. He understands how to properly set expectations. He picks his words very carefully. So this means this was an intentional choice. And honestly, I don't know how to read that. The easy answer that I've seen way too many people go with is Kevin Feige confirms Endgame was the final Avengers movie. I don't think you can 100% rule that out, actually. I don't fully believe it. But at the same time, I can understand why people think that. I think he was more referring to... Endgame being the final one of the Infinity Saga, but at the same time, it's weird to say this, but looking at the horizon of Marvel movies that we're getting soon, we may be past the need for Avengers movies. Like, Doctor Strange is about to blow everything up and introduce a whole multiverse. Like, if this introduces X-Men into the equation or introduces a multiverse into the equation, we might not need Avengers anymore. Like, we could still have teams. They might not be called the Avengers. We might have, like, the Avengers West Coast. Um, I, I don't know. This is just weird. Because if this was from anybody else, if this was from, like, an actor or uh, even from the Russos themselves, I would be like, eh, they just misspoke. But Kevin Feige doesn't misspeak, like, ever. He's very specific with his word choices, so I don't really know how to interpret this. Josh, do you think he just misspoke, or do you think Avengers films as we know it are kind of done for the time being? I... Because I'm with you on this. I, I don't... Kevin Feige isn't the kind of guy to uh, just misspeak, misspose. Misspeak, misspoke, misspeak. Yeah. Unlike Josh. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I love the timing on that. Uh, on that misspeak, 
fucking forget. Anyway, I don't know what I don't know what word to use. Um, English? But, do you speak it? Speak it. Because <laughs> um, I'm with you on that. He he doesn't really do that. That's not something he does. That's something we. No, say he's not Amy like, Pascal. Yeah, he's not a Sony exec. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but like, at the same time, it's it. There is, I think, and a part of this might be that we have such an emotional connection to just the idea of Avengers films. I mean, and to our credit, we're talking about a decade's worth of movies, basically. So with it, it, we are within right to have sort of a oh that kind of sucks kind of feeling if this is true. Um, I'm with you though, with all this stuff coming in the pipeline, I don't know if you need it. Uh, I don't know if you need a quote unquote Avengers movies. Now I still absolutely think the Avengers will be a team in this world. I don't think that's what, I don't think what he think what he's saying is like the Avengers are done. They're, you know, we'll never get a team back together. That's not, that's not how the Avengers work. Uh, that, that's not how that that'll work. But I I don't see a need for specifically Avengers movies if all what we think is coming down the pipeline via uh, Multiverse of Madness is true. Because then you get stuff like House of M. You get stuff like oh, what's the the group that um, Fantastic Four starts? Uh, Future Foundation. Yeah, Future Foundation. Um, you get stuff like that. You like, I don't think. I think saying oh, that the Avengers are the end all be all of the Marvel universe is incredibly nearsighted. I think it it is the I, I, while I understand it's our cornerstone for this universe, um, cornerstones are meant to be meant to be built on. I don't think that's it's our going to be anywhere close to our. Uh, you're so proud of yourself for that line aren't you like i did i'm so i i was like as i said it i was like oh that was so cool that was so cool oh wait you gotta finish the sentence gotta finish the sentence oh no never mind the fact that cornerstones are the final piece put in uh well it depends on how you build the building but yes (laughs) uh, anyway uh (laughs) it's not built in a day bring it back no Um, was never built in a day but like I think what he also means is look at our core cast of Avengers. You've got Iron Man dead. Hallelujah. Y'all can hate me, but he deserved death a long time ago. (laughs) Captain America retired, but also probably dead by now. He looked like Mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers when we finally left him. (laughs) Mr. Rogers. Uh, You got Hawkeye retired and more or less passed the mantle on to somebody else. Thor. I'm not entirely convinced that he's not gonna die in Love and Thunder. I'm just gonna say that. Um, Black Widow, Black Widow, um, Curse Splat, um, Hulk is who knows legally what they can do with Hulk, but we're getting this new generation of Avengers. You've got Sam Wilson now as Captain America. Um, whatever's going to happen with Black Panther, Captain Marvel, now that we think Spider-Man's sticking around for the long haul, thankfully. Um, we're getting this new crop of people, so maybe he's referring to the like core Avengers, and whatever this new team will be called will be something besides Avengers, and maybe when Thanos destroyed Avengers headquarters, it was more symbolic than we initially thought. Um, I, I don't know. There's a lot of ways to interpret this. What I'm saying, though, is... Clearly, it's Mephisto. 
That's what it is. When in Clearly. doubt, when in Clearly. doubt, hit the the staples easy button for Marvel fans of it's Mephisto. That's it's Mephisto pretending to be Kevin Feige saying there's no more Avengers movies. That way Marvel fans will make a deal and he'll finally show up. That's that's what it is. Oh god, I got you. I got you. I got you. You ready for this? Okay. That's a good so, knuckle crack. Hey, thanks. Appreciate it. So this isn't Kevin Feige, right? This isn't the Kevin Feige that 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 uh because Kevin Feige doesn't misspeak. It's it's Bevan Fagoli. But someone pretending to be uh Kevin Feige would misspeak. Uh uh, and I'm gonna wrap this into our next our next topic. Uh, I got this. I got this. Yeah, I, I... <laughs> so if we need somebody to pretend to be someone, we need to cast a chameleon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> ah, I got it. All right. Nailed it. So <laughs> what Josh is referring to in the stretch that hurts so much he's going to need Andrew Garfield to pop his back for him is yes. that we have a chameleon casting for our upcoming Craven Hunter movie starring the I'm still going to say it, terribly miscast Aaron Taylor Johnson. But this is not surprising that we're getting chameleon in this because it just makes sense to me. Because for those that know the comics, chameleon is Craven the Hunter's uh, half-brother. So when there is a character named Dimitri in Spider-Man Far From Home, and it was like, it's, it's, it's Chameleon! And Craven the Hunter's gonna be around the corner! And then that Dimitri character ended up just being a Dimitri character. Um, I have wanted Chameleon for a really long time. I thought he's a very underrated Spider-Man villain, uh, primarily because I grew up reading the OG stuff from the 60s, and he was a very early generation's uh, Spider-Man villain, who at times has fluctuated of whether or not he has superpowers or not. The original version of him is just a dude with a propensity for masks a la Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. Whereas other versions, he like kind of has like a Mr. Fantastic of like his face is malleable. I kind of prefer when he doesn't have powers. Um, that being said, this absolutely makes sense for a Craven movie because he's got to be the villain. Do you... <laughs> Because it's it's just the shortest and easiest route for them to take. Like, if, if you want Craven to be the good guy here, Chameleon's probably going to be your bad guy because it's the only other connection he really has. Now, I've thought about this on my way home today when this news dropped, but Josh, Chameleon in Craven the Hunter. Thoughts? Yeah, it makes sense. Like you said, uh, the, because they are half-brothers, and I think that it, whenever you're going to... It, 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 whenever you're going to do these villain solo films, you have to have a quote-unquote villain in, the, in them, and what better one than uh, than uh, Chameleon? And the actors look similar, kinda-ish, um, enough. Um, and I, I mean, obviously, I, it's not even related to this, but I mean, there's a heavy chance that Chameleon has already been introduced in the MCU, but... Um, could also be just just be a scroll. Uh, the fact that this isn't a Craven Hunter, the Craven the Hunter movie, I don't hate. I'm fine with sure. Um, even if it's not a villain, even if it's just to be like, hey, this is your half brother, uh, uh, and y'all disagreed or whatever, and so now you're gonna work together. I don't know. Like, 
there's there's stuff there's ways you can uh you could you know kind of do stuff with it i'm with you in the i prefer it when he doesn't have superpowers um i think it's cooler uh when he just has masks i don't know i don't remember off the top of my head how they did they explained him being able to mimic people's voices um uh in one version he dips them in acid and so he uses this the dying screams of them to match their pitch and i'm going oh so someone just wanted to be an edgelord for being the sake of an edgelord on that one yeah darkness no parents I would be uh, really, really interested if his actual superpower is him being able to mimic other people's voices and not him being able to change his fa- his face. Um, I don't know how you get there. Uh, this is tough to talk about because it's not in MCU proper. So I don't because they've already, you know, with Black Widow's uh, face thing. Uh, they've already kind of introduced the the technology in, in MCU proper, so I mean it it kind of makes sense. Um, but we're not in MCU pro- proper; we're in Sony. Marvel. We're in Spunk. Um, <laughs> we uh, so I don't know what where we're going with this. I agree with you that Craven the Hunter at this at least at this particular moment is incredibly miscast. Um, but you know what are we going to do about it? It's not like we can. Like, this isn't Sonic. We can't pretend that we can do a petition and change things. So, um, the actor's name is Fred Hecklinger? Hecklinger Mm -hmm. from White Lotus on HBO. Never heard of it. Um, don't know if he's a great actor or not. This is the approach that I would take, and I don't know if this is what they would do or not, but I would kind of go with the Cain and Abel approach for this, but twist it mm-hmm. a little bit of maybe his dad, maybe Chameleon's birth dad adopts Craven into the family. So like Chameleon is the is the is the birth son and Craven is the adopted one. They're half brothers. Um, but Chameleon's father begins to cr- favor Craven more takes him out on hunting trips and everything else while his dad, you know, sports a very loud leopard print coat and so one day you get chameleon murdering his own father and craven goes on a hunt to kill his own brother in chameleon for the death of his father and that's where he would get the jacket from of making a big game hunter of the hunt his first hunt is his brother a master of disguise someone that can hide in the shadows he can say something about, like, hmm. how does a lion stalk its prey? It waits for its prey to poke its head up type of thing. I don't know. Something along those lines of, like, how do you catch something that disguises itself? And then, like, he, it's like, well, this is how the animals do it in the wild. This is how I plan to track down my brother type of thing. Because that's just, the, I think, the easiest route to go is just have the brother kill the dad. Revenge mission. Or, in the comics... Chameleon is the one that introduces Craven to Spider-Man and tells him, hey, there's this web slinger. You should try and kill him. He's the best at what he does. So what I'm saying is it should have been Andrew Garfield as Chameleon. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you for that. I hate you for that. I don't hate it. I don't hate that. Because idea. Andrew Garfield problem. is a chameleon of an actor. Yeah, he's fantastic. And I don't hate that idea. But it's... <laughs> 
we're just basically like, like I can't say it because I want this this to happen the thing that's happening in Andrew Garfield's Spider Man's world. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know where they're going with this. I I uh, I, I feel like this is harder to do than Morbius. Morbius, um, and I don't know why. I think it, I, th I think Morbius is easier to tell a a conflicted, torn story than Craven, who just wants to murder things. Yeah. Well, speaking completely <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum of murdering things, our last news topic today features the exact opposite of murder. It features wonders. And by that, I mean the Wonder Twins. The Wonder Twins, the running butt of jokes of the comic book world since their inception, are getting an HBO Max movie, and I couldn't be happier. So, and I mean this with full sincerity, this is so stupid that it could work. Like, for those that don't know, the Wonder Twins are a pair of twins that when they bump fists and go, Wonder Twin powers activate, they speak their power into existence. However... Only one of them is useful because one of them could change into any animal that exists. The other can change into any body of water. So it'll be like, Wonder Twin Powers, activate! Form of a mountain lion! Form of a bucket of water! <laughs> and you're just like... So... Cool. And I kind of really love this idea if and only if we take a Deadpool slash Family Guy approach to this of like, I would love it if it's the Wonder Twins and the girl that has all the powers is like a super, super celebrity. Like she's on the cover of all the magazines. Everyone wants to hang out with her. And the brother is just a drunk a-hole because he's just like... You get the cool powers. You could turn into monsters. People love you. You get all the fame. I'm a bucket of water. I don't do anything special. But you need me. You need me. Because honestly, she can't transform without him. So I think that could be a fun dynamic of he's... Just why? Why am I here? Because it's such a stupid concept. But have fun with it because it's such a stupid concept. Also, they have a blue monkey... So that's a win right there. Maybe get Dennis Hopper to cameo. Monkey. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I, I can totally see that because like, well, what happens when your sister is special and the only thing that makes you special is actually kind of useless? Oh, so Encanto. Um, oh, I don't want to call it. Uh, hold on, I I need to watch it like a couple more times before I actually have like a real opinion. <laughs> but like, and I don't want to go down that road. I because. As uh, Encanto is great, it's very pretty. I actually really like the music in it. Uh, the but you literally fun. described it Encanto of siblings and oh, powers in your aspect. Like, I don't understand how the the conclusion is. And your superpowers were in the case that the family fell apart, you could bring us together. So <laughs> couldn't I do that with powers? No, 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 you couldn't, no, you couldn't, uh, sorry, and, uh, she, you, by the way, you still don't get a door in the house, sorry, that's the, 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 the house, anyway, 
to <laughs> to the Wonder Twins. Um, I feel like that's almost the only dy dynamic you can do uh, in that. I and partially because the really the only time we've seen them on screen is in the what is it the Justice Friends Super Friends super friends um show and they like they were not the only thing that was ridiculous about that show so uh, to their credit they don't really have a good track record and you know we all laughed at the idea of aquaman coming to to a live action theater like venue and uh now like i don't i can't imagine the superhero world without him so i don't know man it could be interesting i uh i kind of want james gunn to direct this uh, I, some people were suggesting james gunn's idea to, to just have james gunn do it because imagine uh so it doesn't have to be a bucket of water it's any just fills up something with water his is uh the brother's form is liquid so imagine he becomes a room a full room of liquid and drowns people and like blood vessels pop out or whatever else or heaven forbid he's on a mission somewhere as a glass of water and some drunk person drinks him what happens then i have questions now like, like does dude, he become oh. pee like no <laughs> it's like i'm not, I, i'm not see like that's what i imagine is you know obviously the super friends are going to take like the the as cheesy and family friendly version of these powers as possible uh for me if i can turn into a body of water um hi yes i'm a body of water i'm just gonna turn into a blob of water go down your throat and expand sorry uh bye. No. if like, i was a there's... body of water you know what i would do <laughs> i would just wave i hate it i hate it i hate it i, hate it. I don't want it to happen oh anymore. so you're a little salty i <laughs> wonder twins powers activate form of friend killer <laughs> which um it has to be done with Wonder Twins. I'm still kind of mad that they never showed up in Injustice because there's this like fake artwork that even got retweeted by Ed Boon um, that they're just like, it showed the two fists colliding with the purple that you're just like, are Wonder Twins going to be in Injustice? And they're just like, nah, we're just dicking around with you. We're going, why? That would be so much fun. You could play as the girl and literally just throw buckets of water at the other person. Just <laughs> it's literally the, water. Ice, the ice climbers of, of injustice. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> would play that. I would 100% play that. <laughs> that was, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, it's not the weirdest thing I think that we could pull out of the DC comic book lore. Yeah, we're supposed like, to still have a Plastic Man movie at some point. Yeah, and that's oh, that they're gonna have to really um, stretch it on that large, one. Large, large parts of his uh, his stories. Um, but yeah, uh, Wonder Twins' powers are odd, and they definitely provide a unique like storytelling aspect. I just, I just don't know. Are they even comic books? Like, are there are there are they in the comics? Like, I don't uh, get not active ones right now, but yes, those do exist. No, they that's not a thing. That's not, there's no way that's a thing. <sighs> Sponsor powers activate. 
This week's episode, as per usual, sponsored by T Public, your one-stop shop for all Uncharted Media merch. So if you want Uncharted Media shirts, mugs, t-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever your heart desires, stickers, notebooks, whatever your heart desires with Uncharted Media stuff on it, go to T Public, go to the link in the description and check it out. Help out the show, be awesome, support the coolest podcast you know, and ours as well. Um, whatever podcast that may be. Now, normally we get into the discussion now. Our discussion this week is just more news, because holy crap, there's so much this week. And by that, we mean specifically the Paramount Investors Day announcements, because there was a bevy of announcements that comes out of that, uh, on both big and small scales of just a lot of stuff, most of it being for Paramount+, Plus, because they're going, oh crap, we are so far behind the subscriber count on Paramount+, Plus. what do we do? Um, oh, uh, how about we bundle with another streaming service in Showtime? Yes, Paramount Plus will be merging with Showtime. I don't know if they gave a specific date of when that will be happening. Um, Not to my knowledge. But I'm just going, oh, so you're just going to have very adult content on Paramount Plus now, because that's that's yes. kind of what I think of when I think of yes. Showtime. Like, <laughs> that is happening. <laughs> like, um, Ray Donovan, I think, is a Showtime show. Like, that's the only Showtime show I can think of. Or, like, was Boardwalk and Empire? I, I, Dude, I have been wanting to watch both Boardwalk Empire and Ray Donovan have been shows on my list of things to watch for a long time. Does and anybody just... actually have Showtime? No, no one does. That's why, like, bring it to Paramount is so great. <laughs> oh man, there's so much in this in this the investors drop that it's just insane. And obviously, the most important news coming out of it was Blue's Clues Big Adventure. Like, um. Dude, don't don't talk bad. I'm not. Uh, I'm like that was genuinely the piece of news that I'm just like, kind of, yeah, low key kind of excited. I was actually kind of pissed that more places weren't picking up on it. They're just like, yeah, Star Trek. I'm going no, Spider-Man No Way Home of the Blues Clues universe. Please show some respect. So we'll get to that. Like, just like imagine, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Right, let's. Let, you want to go down? You have a list in front of you, or uh, yes, okay. I do. It's in the right in the notes um yes so yeah it's being bundled with showtime because something that not a lot of people have mixed with something else that not a lot of people have means a medium amount of people will have it i guess they'll still be behind <laughs> hbo max i hope you're proud uh, which speaking of streaming I, it's not a full news topic but apparently having the olympics on peacock did not help peacock's numbers in the slightest no. like at all not, and as someone that tried to watch it on Peacock, it was not well streamed. Um, Shocker! Also, also, them trying to shove a, car, a commercial in any place they could was uh, not helpful either. Yeah, Paramount. No, Peacock. I want to like you, but you've got a long way to go to fix your service. Mm -hmm. um, they also announced that all Paramount movies will be coming to Paramount Plus starting 2024. So you know, unlike HBO Max, who ready fire aim thing type of thing they are properly lining their ducks in a row mm. um before anything else which is smart i'm still very much under the impression that paramount will be bought out by somebody by that time period mm -hmm. i know paramount's trying desperately to get their stuff in a row to be competitive in the streaming industry but apple is too and apple could easily 
buy you, Paramount. Um, I hope, dude, I hope not. I'm going to be straight with you. If I have to get Apple Plus just to get all the content that's on Paramount, I, I legit will be kind of mad. Because, like, there's... And even as it is right now, it does not have a lot of content on it, but a good amount of it is really solid shows. Really solid, like... It has the, Ninja Turtles, and that's all Josh cares about. No, but, like, there's... And a Last lot, like, Airbender. All of the um, CSI shows, it's got, like... Uh, a lot of like there's just there's a lot of good content on it i mean i understand there's not a lot of it in comparison to other streaming platforms but i do think that the quality is a little higher than some of the other streaming platforms most importantly it has the little bear that's all that matters i don't see why that's yeah yeah that's, that's, that's it's a, not a competition little bear's the best yeah yeah um, um so what's interesting to me is that the, the with the the uh Announcement that they're gonna everything will go from the theater right to the uh, the streaming platform. Probably Is after there, forty-five days or thirty days. Yeah, they're shrinking the war the the window to forty-five days. Um, Which everyone's doing that though. Everyone's doing that. It's a month and a half. And honestly, the, the Batman's gonna be on HBO Max in May. What is the Batman's gonna be on HBO Max in May? Oh, that's right. They've already announced that it doesn't matter how well yeah. it does at the box office. It's going straight to HBO Max after forty-five days. I'm going. That's stupid. That's your, you are, you're mm, shooting yourself in the foot there a little bit, but then again, 45 days is a month and a half. And to yeah, Spider-Man a long time. No, Spider-Man came in third at the box office this weekend, still making money. Spider-Man Jeez. made 8.8 .8 million this weekend. So it's still making money in February. So 45 days is not a long time. Uh, but also, mm. thankfully, Jason Clark should be out of power within a few short months when Discovery takes over. One can only hope because, God, he's messed everything up. But getting back yeah. to Paramount, they were smart to go, okay, we're massively behind, but at the same time, we don't want to alienate talent. So we're going to put these moves in place now mm -hmm. that everything will be on here by 2024. So you don't run into the Disney Plus or the HBO issue of going, okay, we've got all of our content. Well, except for this thing. Like when Disney Plus first launched. Oh, you want to watch Black Panther? You can in two <laughs> years. Or you want to watch National Treasure? You can in like a year and a half on this specific day. Well, we have to wait for the licensing agreement to expire. Like Paramount's smart of going, we will have everything. In a few years, once we get all of our ducks lined up. Um, yeah. Paramount, Which I don't hate. Yeah, it's a smart idea. Uh, Paramount also, unlike, you know peacock looking you dead in the eyes peacock why won't you make eye contact with me peacock look at look at me peacock yeah say it more say it more say it more at least paramount knows what 4k is not all of their Ooh. content but they have significantly more than you then again if they have one single movie they have more than you um discovery plus has more 4k content than peacock discovery plus who doesn't <laughs> need 4k at all but Paramount at least understands, and I think they understand that that's going to be important going forward. Like, mm -hmm. it still baffles me, boggles my mind that Netflix and Disney Plus are the ones that really understand the importance of 4K and premium quality, um, picture quality and sound quality. Whereas HBO Max is just going, y'all like HD, right? We're going... <laughs> at this, I know. I it's, honestly, at, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if Paramount Plus has more HD content than than HBO Max. 
Well, no, oh. HBO Max, like, their default is HD. And I get that some places are reticent to put 4K on some of their streaming because it's easier to pirate that. But I'm going, yeah, but the stuff that you own the rights to, that you really aren't making the money off of the physical copies anymore. Just, just, just why? Why? You promised us so much 4K on HBO Max and it's, there's still nothing. Mm -hmm. But Paramount at least has some stuff. Like, I believe A Quiet Place 2 is 4K mm -hmm. and there's some other ones. Um... But let's start getting into the stuff that Josh will care about, I'm sure. The Seth Rogen, the new live-action animated Ninja Turtles movie, which, I, is it just being written by Seth Rogen and Jonathan Goldstein, I'm, or is it being I'm directed by them, too? I think it's being directed, but I'm not 100% on that. The uh, new Ninja Turtles movie with Seth Rogen, which, honestly, for those that just know Seth Rogen as... <laughs> are kind of missing out because he's slowly but surely developing himself into a very versatile performer, whether it's um, his writing is surprisingly good. Um, his body of work is becoming surprisingly robust and not just stoner comedies anymore, like Pineapple Express, which if that's your thing, totally fine. But he's great in disaster artists. He's great in jobs. Um I've actually been very much excited for his new Ninja Turtles mm -hmm. movie, especially some of the stuff that we've heard about it. Now, that's getting a theatrical release next year. Going, okay, we're finally getting some news and updates. I would have liked some concept art. Oh, no, we, we did get some concept yeah. art. They looked yeah. very much teenagers, which I'm going, oh, thank God, because I feel like yeah. that's an element of the Turtles that kind of gets overlooked. Like just, they're like, teenage. Oh, Mutant Ninja Turtles! What, yeah. about, what about the teenage part? Well, Michelangelo will be the teenager. The rest of them will be much more emotionally mature. I'm going, yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, obviously, no. If one of them farts, obviously. they're all going to laugh at that. And maybe, and maybe Splinter. Um, but while I'm excited for that, I actually kind of got more excited about some other Ninja Turtle stuff that they announced. And that is we'll be getting several animated movies set for Paramount Plus specifically. But these animated movies will follow the villains and my mind immediately I'm just scared. goes i care about none of that except for a shredder movie because oh my god just picture it shredder Oroku saki falling in love with the love of his life only to find that she has loved someone else that was his best friend and to defend his honor he challenges his friend um master yoshi to a fight inadvertently killing him but in the process gets scratched up by Yoshi's yeah. rat. What if it, this whole thing was a misunderstanding and he's going, or better yet, before he has a fight with Yoshi, he goes to confront um, the woman that he loves and he accidentally kills her. And because we know he kills her. What if it wasn't intentional and he has to fight Yoshi because Yoshi gets the wrong impression and Shredder just goes down this path. That's also where you get Splinter coming into the equation. This isn't changing Turtles lore. It's just fleshing it out more. Shredder is the prime candidate for a spinoff movie because Shredder is the more well-rounded and interesting version of Boba Fett. Of He looks awesome. We don't need to know that much about him. We have a little bit, but he just looks cool and we want more of him. Josh and I will still say the best version of Shredder is still the one from the 2003 series. That dude, terrifying. When he gets his head chopped off and he just picks it up and walks away, had nightmares about that for weeks. Yeah. Going, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Uh, scary, dude. But also, I wouldn't mind if it's not Shredder, a buddy cop movie with Rocksteady and Beep Bop, only, mm. only 
if Seamus can come back. I, <laughs> I didn't love the Michael Bay ones, but God, give whoever cast Seamus as Rocksteady a raise, because good God, he was a little too perfect for that. It was so good. It was, oh, man. This, see, and... <sighs> my man i'm such a nerd like for i don't know i'm not gonna sit here and be like i know everything about turtles lore blah, blah, blah. but <clears throat> i know a specific font when i see one um the the main logo for the teenage mutant ninja turtles but for this new series is identical to the ie to, to the iw uh, id wow i cannot talk today the iwd no oh god the, <laughs> the iwc the internet wrestling community IDW, uh, uh, series jesus oh my gosh which is i have like the whole first volume of that purple one. burglar alarm oh god dude i don't know why i cannot talk today um <laughs> But, like, I say that because that gets me super hyped because it's one of my favorite collections. It's one of my favorite runs of TMNT. Uh, it starts in a, probably the most unique way a TMNT story can start. Um, it kind of backdoors the, the uh, to my knowledge, that's where uh, Jenica comes from. Um, so, I don't know about you, but and I don't know how much you've read of TMNT stuff, but especially, specifically um, I, IDW, but... Hey, you got it right. Yeah, <laughs> I had to put way too much brain power into it. Um, but they start with Raphael being separated. Like when, a, like they all get in the mutagen and then a cat steals Raph and takes him away. And so like that, their, their first year is Splinter telling the uh, Leo, Mikey and Donnie that they have a brother and that they, they need to go look for him. And they don't even think he exists. Like the first year and a half of existence, basically, and like that's how Raph and Casey become best friends. Is because Casey's like the huh. only person that Raph knows, and it's like, oh, like I love that. And so then when they finally meet up again, and like it, that is what creates the the division between Raph and Leo, is because Leo's used to being the leader. He's been the leader for a year and a half, and Raph is like, no, you can't control me, bro. I've been on my own for like a year and a half. I can, I, I got, I'm not gonna listen to you. So it's just like like emotional, actual emotional depth. That's like uh, that's not. Raph is just an angry guy. Like I don't like I don't mind Leo, but no, Leo gonna, sucks. If we're gonna do this, not as much I, as Donnie, but still. See, mm, mm. Donnie's my least favorite by a he wide margin, is, and I need to get my hands on copies of uh, Last Ronin as soon as possible because, gosh, it looks so good, and just the idea of Mikey holding the mantle of the TMNT is just so cool to me. Um, I also need to get copies of Jenica, but uh, the uh, there's just I think so many avenues of storytelling that we haven't explored yet with TMNT ooh, with TMNT. And I just like when, when I don't know how to explain like when I saw the logo and I was like, oh, I know that font. Like, I was, oh, no, I I'm, got, I'm familiar. So stoked. I know the feeling. Um, but bes besides that, besides the new turtles, besides obviously Shredder has to be the first spinoff. Obviously, obviously. And this just seems too easy. But imagine a Baxter Stockman movie in the style of Jeff Goldblum's The Fly. Oh, terrifying. I mean, like, he does become a fly. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that's why it's a little too easy. But in the if 
in the comic and the show, like, it's basically instantaneous. But what if it's not and it's a slow process? Mm-hmm. Now, this also said they're doing animated villain movies. But what if they decided to just make Josh really, really happy? And they're just like, what if we do a Yosaki Yojimbo movie? Bro, don't tease me with that. I will, huh. And like, and you know what? Let's say this, okay? Let's say we don't have his whole, st- I mean, the whole thing about him is that he's, you know, in this world that is only animals and that's really weird. And blah, blah, he's blah. basically Buster from Arthur with a sword. He, he is. And it's, what's okay. <laughs> so <laughs> in the fir- in the first volume, uh, he, they, he meets a rat sorcerer who brings up some Kappas to help them do, do- like deal with some people yeah kappas turtle demons and it turns out to be the turtles so Um, i think we're learning that josh has a very very oddly specific (laughs) like thing that he loves to read about which is (laughs) fantasy animals red wall yosaki yojimbo like it's an oddly specific niche that we're discovering about josh over the years but it's so cool <laughs> like did but you like, read the tales of despero as a kid too i watched the movie like once or twice <laughs> i was like that's cool it's cool it's a cool story <laughs> I, still, I mean it's, it's the closest me, you'll ever get to Redwall. yeah it, it still gave me b movie vibes because he's like i love this human girl like, shut up you dude. like no. swords <laughs> like shut up but like there's i would love Whew. Wow, my blood pressure is like here for now. <laughs> I would love to have a just just do a Yusaji Yujimbo in modern Japan. I'm fine with that. Absolutely. Maybe a vial of the mutagen may somehow ends up in oh, okay, there we go. There's Hold a on. Japanese Connecting plant. Connecting dots. All right. So let's TCRA say we, has we, different plants around the world. If they are, in fact, going with uh, IDW ID the IDW God. <laughs> I'll get it eventually. <laughs> going through with that kind of run, which I have nothing against. Je- Krang is already on the is already on the planet and is already developing. Um, Krang. Nature. Yeah. I thought she said Crank. I'm like Jason Statham's gonna fight a rabbit. <laughs> How cool would that be, though? <laughs> but um, he's already on the planet. And Splinter is operating from Japan trying to get samples of the mutagen. How crazy would it be? I mean, I don't, sorry, I don't think it would be that far of a stretch to be like, well, he actually got a vial, but then his foot plans are, are idiots and it fell on a rabbit. And now we have Yusaji. Like, I don't see how that, like, that, that doesn't seem like a far offshoot to me. Uh, and I don't mind him just, just existing in Japan. Um, and I think that had to, geez, you know, when Leo gets goes on his little I'm an adult trip to Japan, then you know, then we have then that's where he meets Isaji. I have no issue with that. I'm I'm here. I'm, uh, dang it! I don't like that you called me out for like liking fancy animals. oddly true, and it hurts. It's so oddly specific. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just that's the niche there. Um, Continuing on the Josh likes fantasy movies about animals, Sonic 3 got announced before Sonic 2 even. <laughs> I'm so excited. You have no idea. So oh Amy's going to be in the third one. No, I <laughs> I think Amy's going to be introduced in um, the Knuckles spinoff show. 
<laughs> I, I, okay, so y'all can't see the gesture that Nathan just did. I, he, huh, okay, but <laughs> let's let's. Stay, Which stay also, in. yes, we're getting a knuckle show. So <laughs> we're getting all, a knuckle show. First oh, of all, man. Josh has had clearly a lot of coffee tonight. Either that, or, <laughs> or Yosaki Ojibo just acts as coffee for him, like Nightwing does for me, or my fury of Bob Chapek does for me. Uh, but Sonic Three got announced before Sonic Two has even happened. So if that movie's a cluster F, doesn't matter. We're still getting a third one, uh, which it, it probably won't be. The second one looks like a lot of fun. So. We're getting a third Sonic movie. That should be hitting theaters. But we're also getting a Knuckles TV show, which, you know, that's going to be better anyway because Knuckles is an infinitely more interesting character than Sonic. I love Knuckles. And not just because he kind of <laughs> felt like he was cheating because he could fly and climb up walls just very, very slowly in a game that's so dependent on speed. Uh, mm -hmm. Knuckles is so cool. And they've said Idris Elba's coming back to voice Knuckles for that. And I'm going, he knows the way. That's that's what that's it's called. It. Knuckles Knuckles leads the way, and it's just just yes. It's I mean, and honestly, that's, there's some interesting stories to tell there. Of having him, it, it doesn't even have to be him in our world. Have tell the stories of him having to to guard the uh, the chaos emeralds because that's that is where he comes from. He's the guard of the chaos emeralds. Um, so it'd be interesting to just be in that world and obviously it's going to be really heavy cg but at the same time i have no real issue with that especially with these characters if I, and from what little we've seen of knuckles in the trailers i've enjoyed him and i agree he is an infinitely more interesting character than someone like tails or 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 sonic even i would say um with that being said, we're totally getting Shadow in, in, in Sonic 3. Like, there's there's no way. Like, you're just going to... Like, where else do you go, bro? Like, come on. We said it last week. The next step after Sonic 3 is crossing over with Mario at the Olympics. That's the I next natural it. step of it. evolution. You're going to have Mario meet Chris Pratt. No, you're going to have Chris Pratt and Mario meet Sonic. You're going to have Luigi fight Knuckles. You're going to have Tails fight um, Toad, which would pay money to see that fight please Absolutely. um actually no so, tails versus baby mario just because what we don't know what's happening out there is a kirby movie is in development and it's gonna suck we're, we're all just i hate you we're <laughs> all just gonna we're all just leading to a super smash bros film <laughs> marble style baby <laughs> except at the end of every movie that is interconnected. They don't have an end scene. It just does a Super Smash Brother. A new foe approaches, and it's the silhouette. And then yes. it just ends that way. And you have to speculate who the person is. And you're going, that. do that. Do that. Make a Star <laughs> Fox movie for Pokemon? Josh. <laughs> Make a Star Fox Pokemon? movie. And let Slippy oh. die this time. Um, Dude, okay, hold on, hold on. Don't. So I would love a star. Dang it, that is an animal fantasy thing. <laughs> no, no, don't do this to me. Oh, no. <laughs> Josh is very much discovering things about himself. I don't like that this says the implications are huge, and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm warm. Ugh. I'm not, I don't like furries. That's not a thing. That's not a thing for me. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> this whole, 
when we get to our 200th episode and I clip all the best clips from the show, from the 200 episodes we've done so far, I'll have to make sure that I clip Josh's revelations about himself <laughs> because this is a very enlightening episode oh, for Josh. I thought this is just going to be a news episode, but this is this is news for other reasons. So, so tying everything so, back in. Here. Speaking of wanting Slippy to die in a Star Fox movie, because please, if he's going to die, he's going to learn from the best, and by that I mean Kenny from South Park. Hey, Listen to that transition. That. Yeah. That was a <laughs> because segue. South Park is leaving HBO Max probably for a lot of money and it will be going to Paramount Plus in 2025. Holy crap, that's long-term booking right there. Like, geez. Now, I don't know if that's a that's when the license with HBO Max yeah. uh, ends or if they paid for it after a certain day. I think it does belong to Paramount plus i think like paramount originally is comedy central um a paramount property like a, a viacom um, property i believe I that's so. i think that's no, why because yeah, 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 yeah. south park so. was a comedy central show right yeah originally okay so yeah it'll definitely go over there that's why um hbo max has all that um cartoon network content yes um and then south park they didn't say anything about it this time but they've said in previous ones that they plan to have a bunch more seasons of south park as well as some movies and i'm going okay south park is that thing that everyone just goes oh yeah that's still going that's south yeah. park is like wrestling people go oh yeah i used to watch that that's still going okay yeah <laughs> like and to its credit it was like season nine or ten was actually pretty good so i which is crazy that i'm i'm a person that knows that i don't know why are there animals on south park but there's no animals in a quiet place they're all dead and got eaten because <laughs> because they don't know how to be quiet got that's it, a boom. hard segue into a segue. quiet place part three which is coming 2025 but uh they said that this is separate from the quiet place spinoff that's also coming um i couldn't remember if this was the one that they said was directed by the guy that did pig or if the guy that directed pig is doing the spinoff movie that i'm sure will come in between i would imagine if it says a quiet place part three it'll still follow the abbott family if it wasn't they would just call it something else like I don't know, survival, a quiet story, like some form of a other family. I'd imagine if you're titling it that specific way, that it'll be a continuation. Uh, John Krasinski has said he's not interested in directing another one, but he will continue to write them. So mm -hmm. um, I didn't love the second one as much as the first one, just because the first one is so well done. Um, and maybe, maybe I would like to see what another director would do with it besides just a spinoff movie. So I'm excited about this. Uh, I think A Quiet Place absolutely could be a huge franchise for them going forward. It's one of those like rare like knives out of like a new IP that's like, oh, wow, originality and good storytelling. What a novel concept. Um, <laughs> something that used to know what originality and clever storytelling was. Just kidding. It never did. But um, something it wishes it was was Transformers. <laughs> God, we can't just let this franchise die. Um, uh, I, so I think the most disappointing thing is this confirms that they're not doing anything with Bumblebee. Bumblebee yeah, it confirms Bumblebee. Bumblebee is its own separate non-canon universe now. 
which is really unfortunate because like that actually made me feel something. It was like the first Transformers movie there. I was like, I love. I mean, the first Transformers isn't bad. I enjoyed it. Yeah, the first one's it's, good for what it is. Yeah, but nowhere near as good as as, as Bumblebee. What's interesting to me, <sighs> dang it, is that this one the the at least one of the films is called Rise of the Beast. Yeah, that's the that's the new one that's going to re- basically be the first of the new timeline. Which has Beast Wars vibes. That's exactly what they're going for. Um, which was my favorite version of the Transformers. I, gosh, this is not like I, I. I didn't realize I liked fantasy beasts so much, but <laughs> like well, Beast Wars is because they're not so they're different. cool. Like the I. It was so much cooler to see a a. a a cheetah turned into a robot than it was uh, a 18 wheelers tur- turned into a robot. Like that's not as interesting. Granted. Which say, toy would you rather have? Because that's all it comes down to at the end of the day. I, exactly. It's the part of the tra- Transformers universe that hasn't been touched yet. With that being said though, and I'm curious on how they're going to, how they're uh, going to do this. Um, but earth spark, kind of sounds interesting so for those that don't know um the animated show that paramount is coming out with it will be called transformers earth spark it's basically about uh something happens between the decepticons and the and the autobots and new a new race of transformers is created and that is the that we follow them in this story so it'll, it'll be a new race of of transformers that gets interjected into this battle that has been eons going between two sides and now all of a sudden there's a new side which is that's kind of interesting to me as far as transformers which is very like two-dimensional in its storytelling that it 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 interests me in that at least it seems like paramount is trying to do something different and not just like all right we'll just uh bring the all spark in and uh, mayhem cybertron yeah let's go to cybertron like come on man i i at least have a little a little tiny bit of optimism for transformers rise of the beast because it's directed by stephen capel jr who did creed 2 which i absolutely Mm. loved that Mm. being said i am still very much bitter that they just completely threw the baby out with the bathwater with bumblebee because that honestly is the best in the entire franchise it's amazing what happens when you basically just lift all of iron giant for your movie and just do modern special effects because it is just an iron giant movie um (laughs) yeah but like i don't know i want to be excited but i couldn't be excited for this like i couldn't be excited for bumblebee even though i I love bumblebee i couldn't get excited for bumblebee because we've been down this road so many times with Transformers. Transformers, it's always the exact same thing ever since the sequel, because I like the first Transformers too. It always goes, oh, wow, that trailer looks awesome. Let's see it. God, that movie sucked. I don't think I could watch another one of those. Another Transformers comes out. Man, they're still making another one? That last one is terrible. Oh, wow, that trailer looks really cool. I guess maybe they learned from the last one. God, that sucked, and it's even longer guess i won't see another one. Oh, they're making another transformers they're so bad but oh the trailer looks cool god that sucked it was even longer this time around and why was mark Wahlberg there you know i i'm an inventor like you 
<laughs> no, no, you're not. You're you're just like some guy that thinks he's smart and happens to be from Boston. Also, like the worst product placement. Also, I didn't talk about this with Uncharted. Uncharted has some of the worst product placement. It's not Power Rangers 2017 Krispy Kreme levels of bad, <laughs> but there's a whole on fight. Tell me, if you are in Barcelona and you go to a go looking for a pizza place. Why are you going to a freaking Papa John's? That's not even the best American pizza, let alone pizza in Barcelona. Like, they have a big old fight scene in a Papa John's. I'm going, wait. There's sit-down dining in a Papa John's? Since yeah, when? Bro. Yeah. Uh, holy crap. That's a... <laughs> There's a... I don't know if you ever saw um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yes. With ben Stiller. That they, there's literally a whole story point built around a sit a sit down restaurant of Papa John's that he used to work at. Um, that's an odd memory that just popped in. Um, but yeah, Beast Wars, the Beast Wars, <laughs> uh, the show. If you want information about Beast Wars, don't go watch the show. It is when they made it when CGI animation was. Uh, oh, I remember that. Not attractive to look at. It was one of those like. You watched it because the concept was interesting, but like it was in its own way very horrifying <laughs> to watch. Um, For those '90s and 2000s kids, the CGI in this looks a lot like, and I'm gonna access, I'm gonna crawl into your brain and pull out a very deep recessed memory. Y'all remember that music video for "I'm Blue and Abba Deba Do Ba Do Ba Do Ba Do"? It looks exactly like the blue guys from that music video. Like the CGI looks about that good on the original Beast Wars, if I remember correctly. Like, doesn't look particularly good. No. Um, but, but, but something <laughs> that is good, and I, I mean this with 100% sincerity. The thing that got me by far the most excited to going. Shut up and take all of my money. Why aren't you putting this in theaters? Is Blue's Big Adventure. Dude, let's go. Blue's Clues. I'm so stoked. Blue's Clues is getting a full feature length movie. But in case that wasn't a big enough deal for all of you. This is a threat. A massive Avengers level threat for Blue. That they're going to need all the help they can get. They have Josh. They have Joe, and most importantly, they have Tobey Maguire in <laughs> Steve. It's literally just Spider-Man No Way Home of all the Blue's Clues hosts together helping Blue and maybe Magenta. She just seems com conspicuously absent. If I, I was love, oh my gosh, yes, bring the. If it was I me, we're getting amped for like a children's movie. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if it was me, I would do like follow that bird, except Magenta has gone missing, and they need to go track down clues to find where Magenta went. And maybe the whole time Magenta has been planning a surprise birthday party for Blue and leaving clues, and like the other three guys are in on it, type of thing. Uh, I'm too invested in Blue's Clues, man! I just, I, I love the idea of the, the all three hosts getting together, and to their credit, Seeing all three of them on screen um, recently. In their colors. In the proper they outfits. They all looked really good. Everybody, like, gelled pretty well together. And maybe there's definitely some nostalgia factors, you know, going into that. Oh, dude, but, when Steve did that video message, oh, when he's just like, I, didn't, I haven't seen I you in a while, my that. friend. I, I know life's been tough, but look at you. You're you're making it. And he does the thank you, the sign language that they're just like, I have 
I've been doing well. Thank you, Steve. You abandoned me, but thank you for coming back. Oh, dude. And also, like, they all have their own different styles. Like, Joe... Hmm... Joe literally is the Andrew Garfield of the Blues Clues universe. He replaced the beloved icon that no one, that everyone loved, and people are really divisive whether they like Joe or not. He's Andrew Garfield. Uh, but they all <laughs> introduced their own little flavor, so I'm really excited to see them play off each other, and this is the most excited I've been for a Paramount movie probably ever. <laughs> it's crazy, though, that... And, like, you're He's right, though, about He's going to Broadway, Joe. man! Dude, I... What's so interesting in is I think it is... Um, Steve, I think Steve is married to the comfy couch girl. No, that 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 is not a true thing. I had to look that up too because no, I'm pretty sure. I'm look like it up. It's not 100%. true. He's not I married. Will look it up. Look. He's not married. Period. Steve is not married because I remember somebody, uh, one of my Facebook friends, shared it. I'm just like, that's not true. And I hate when people share inaccurate articles on Facebook. I didn't like fully rant on it, but Steve is not married at all. Mm-hmm. Gosh, he looks like how I'm going to look in a few years. This is not okay. In a few years? I hate you. Except you have a beard. That is true. He, he looks like he could grow one, though. He also is significantly scrawnier. True. He looks like the, as much as I love Steve, he's like the live action version of Caillou. Um, I didn't need that put in my head, and I wish <laughs> you hadn't done that. Um, Still? Really? There's just like, I, I, well, I'm trying to find like a reputable source that says it. Um, <laughs> you know what? I don't need... Okay, dang it, you're right. It's the fun. It's like there's literally uh, a, a a Google question that says, "Did he marry the comfy couch girl?" No, it's an article by the Focus News that says, "No, he did not." No, no like, Steve married a banana in a pajama. <laughs> Which where's my bananas and pajamas movie? I will watch that. Blues Clues Kay. meets bananas and pajamas meets um Little Bear meets Franklin. It's the Avengers level crossover that I need. <laughs> Because please, I was deprived of that. Unfortunately, unfortunately, with a little bit of lamb chop thrown in there. No, no, lamb chop needs to stay dead. That is a horrifying series. Yeah, Yeah, lamb Um, chop is kind of scarier than I remember it as a kid. Yeah. Um, what that Google search told me is that Lynetta is single, and that's all I needed to know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, Josh is like, okay, so you didn't end up with Steve. You want the you want the Costco version of Steve. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So anyway, this episode has just gone off the rails. No, this is off the rails, bro. Um, so I'm, ra- I'm going to bring it in. I'm going to bring it in. You got it? You got it? All right. Here we go. Um, so we're lost in the woods. Up. I'm going to throw it out. All right. So like Sonic in that it got it's getting a third movie before the second one even comes out. Halo has already been renewed for a second season. Oh, before before the premiere. Of the, of the first episode, which is crazy to me. Not where I thought we were going with that, but okay. Also, yeah, it works. It works. We saw some oh, very James. Con- that was a great segue. We're very saw some very concerning news regarding the Halo series, and this is coming from even a non-Halo fan that they're just like, oh. "Hey, we're gonna see Halo. We're gonna see Master Chief without his helmet a lot on the show." And I'm going, "Well, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, 
even as someone that has never played the games, I'm going, isn't isn't that like a a a cardinal sin, like um a bad thing, like like so Judge Dredd not having his helmet type of thing, like isn't that kind of a core to his character? Kind of. So here's the thing, though, and this is easily easy to t- kind of take a, take out of context without thinking about what they're doing in the show. So it appears that they're gonna, in the show they're at least going to be following the books a little little bit more than they are the, the the game, and the books dabble hardcore into his like what makes him into the master chief. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a good sec- section of the show and the sections there, his quote unquote helmet is off is his training, him going through the surgeries, like kind of his actual personal backstory instead. But once he becomes the master chief, it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Then. All right. Whatever. I am the master <laughs> commander. I am the master commander. Wow. That's a, that's a blast from the past. Yeah. Um, I think I just saw only Rogers make a post that that that's like 10 years old or something like that. Now, <sighs> just in case you wanted to hate yourself. <laughs> any uh, more than i already do uh no i thought the transition that you're going for with announcing stuff before another one has already come out would be in regards to door in which case i'm going this is not connected um but we're getting <laughs> another live action dora however this will be a tv series not a movie and it won't be set in the same universe as the movie but it'll take like inspiration from the movie in terms of like style and everything else I'm genuinely pissed that we haven't gotten word of a Dora sequel yet, because Dora and the Lost City should not be as good as it is. It's a better Uncharted movie than the actual Uncharted movie, because there's adventure and characters worth getting invested in, and it still pays respect to its source material correctly, and people (laughs) poop in the woods and have poop songs, which is kind of entertaining. I... (laughs) I was very in- entertained by Dora, not for the poop-related things, but Dora was I mean, way better than it had any right to be, and I'm still kind of mad that they haven't announced any sequel plans for it, because it did pretty well at the box office. It way over-delivered. Um, that being said, cool. Spin-off show. Good idea. However, live action will always be more expensive than animation, so I can't imagine this show will be cheap. Um... It's adult Dora. <gasps> it's adult Dora crossing over with Carmen Sandiego. Stop. No, no. <laughs> From what I understand, though, it's for going to it's going to be for twin for I hate the word tweens, but I, I so like a Disney I, Channel show. Yeah, uh, basically. But this screams of. Uh, how do Diego I is uh, a cage fighter. OG Nickelodeon, slime time Nickelodeon, trying to create actual content for kids and for teenagers. And I mean, the, this is paramount. So who knows? Maybe they got some people involved to make legitimate content for kids. It doesn't. Dora shouldn't cross over with Carmen Sandiego. Dora should cross over with Legend of the Forbidden Temple. Hey, that's yeah. it she should be the new host or at least yeah. have isabella merced who played dora be the host of because that show did come back with more of an adult mm-hmm. spin to it and i think that's on paramount so do that paramount's just going you have nostalgia we're gonna touch all of your nostalgia with everything you have recent nostalgia circa 2009 we're gonna bring that back too do we have the money for it doesn't matter as 
finally, finally, we have <laughs> Star Trek Four coming. And I know some people are like, J.J. Abrams, Star Trek Four. I'm going to producing. He's not directing. But the fourth movie in that J.J. timeline, the Kelvin timeline, is finally happening. It was, I feel like it was about to go into production or they were wor- actively working on it right as the pandemic hit. And then the pandemic, where they were just like, eh, all of our Star Trek movies have been really expensive and we haven't really made our money back from them. Because I love all three of them. Um, I know it's not the popular opinion, but Into Darkness is, I think, my favorite of the three. But I love all three of them. I think they're great. And they brought in a new eyes, the Star Trek franchise that so desperately needed it. Um, But they were always so expensive and very rarely ever made their money back because they were so expensive. So there was always talk of, well, if you make a fourth one, it's going to be tricky because all these actors are kind of big names now. Chris Pine would be expensive to bring back. Zoe Saldana would be super expensive to bring back. But the name that they always wanted to bring back, which would be the most expensive and most difficult to bring back, would be Kirk's father, one Christopher Hemsworth. He would be way expensive to bring back. Honestly, it'd probably be cheaper to bring back William Shatner to the Star Trek universe than Hemsworth right now. But we are getting this a fourth Star Trek with all the core cast that they can bring back for this. Obviously, rest in peace um, yeah. to check off. Um, it's going to be weird. I hope they just don't have Chekhov, period. Like, don't recast him because yeah. Anton was so perfect for that. I hope they just just don't have him in it. But the rest of the cast is set to return, as much as I have issues with Zachary Quinto's Spock. Um, I love the rest of the cast, especially Carl Urban's Bones. I Dude, he's the one I'm the most excited for. He's the I, most perfect casting that whole group. I just... Love we are you we are not quiet on the show on this show about how much we love Carl Urban except in Doom gosh, he sucked in Doom he's not he's not the worst thing about Doom um but with that being said Doctor Bones is one of my favorite characters he's ever done like gosh dang it's so cool to see this giant of a man like legitimately just care about human beings but like I just I, I just there's so much to love about him. And I, I'm kind of with you on the Zachary when I, he's not my favorite person. Um, the series has been interesting with bringing back old Spock. I mm, well, they can't do that sure. anymore. Yeah, um, quite literally. Um, but having Chris Pine, having Chris um, Hemsworth back, maybe we don't know really, about Hemsworth really yet. We don't know yeah. about Hemsworth yet. We don't know anything really. But like, really, like everybody else seems to be on board. Uh, with coming back everybody that can come back is, seems to be um on board uh i don't anton's gonna be one of those issues and i feel bad because he really is like he would, did so well in the role and uh, the the fan base in general has been so heartbroken about losing him that there is that weird balance that i think black panther's gonna have to deal with as well obviously of like you can't just kill him off screen but you can't have him on screen either so and, just don't have him and, on the mission yeah but like also like having hit just replacing him randomly feels weird too but also sitting there being like oh yeah he's just not here today kind of also feels a little weird so like it's it's gonna definitely be an interesting situation i don't know how they're gonna deal with it um 
recasting feels weird too but I, I, I I'm excited finally finally getting a number four uh for, for this series uh I I'm with you I think into darkness is my favorite um especially if you're not a Star Trek fan and you have no idea the references and anything like that like it's a pretty good time um I think the third one is underrated uh especially just for the callback to Beastie like Boys um it's fantastic was it uh Star Trek Beyond. Beyond was also the one, the first one that I believe Simon Pegg was involved with the script. And I'm really hoping that Pegg is back in some capacity to write this movie. I don't think he's the full on designated writer for it. I think the writer for it is still the, oh, why am I blanking on his name? I can't remember now, but I thought they had a designated writer, but maybe they don't. If nothing else, I hope Simon Pegg is involved assisting in the script because I really liked his direction that he took for Beyond. It felt the most Star Trek-ish. So yeah, Simon Pegg was involved with the script for Star Trek Beyond, so I don't know if he'll stick around for the Star Trek 4 script process, but I hope he at least still has some input in it because... He's a Trekkie, and I mm-hmm. I love his Scotty. I love the whole cast, but Scotty and Bones are easily my favorite uh, of the two, like, main characters. I'm just like, y'all y'all just get the assignment here. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting if, uh, imagine if Chris Pine gets, like, a knock on the head, like a pretty good, solid one this ep- this uh, time around. And so he has to talk in a very specific cadence. Just like and to randomly give a nod to to William William Shatner, it'd be so fun. I would find that hilarious. But uh, just oh, because I'm sure like, Shatner wouldn't, because <laughs> he yeah, seems to well, think he doesn't talk like that. His interviews yeah, it, are always entertaining. It's so weird too, because even like in, not that I watch these commercials, but even like in his like stupid insurance commercials that he does, like he still kind of even talks like that. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I regardless, I love that JJ is still involved. Um, he's not directing, unfortunately. But um, who do you know who they got? They the, the announced the director. Yeah, I don't know if he's still sticking with it though, because it was it's like Justin Harley, Holly, something. <laughs> Star Trek Four. Hashtag live Google Star Trek four director. Oh, Matt Shankman, Matt Shankman, oh, okay. who did WandaVision. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't hold that. I'm against him. I, that will be, well, and like, it's, that's the thing. It's like WandaVision in of its, in, in its whole, it's not a bad time. Like it's, a, it's a pretty well done film. Obviously it's got show. It's like, yeah. Same thing. Uh... It's cause there's no animals in it. <laughs> okay gosh dang we're gonna this is gonna come up and i, I hate that it's a thing that josh I'm needs a shirt note josh needs a shirt that says i swear i'm not a furry <laughs> oh no i no we don't need to put that up in the, out in the world um that is not something that needs to be out in the world um that's not yeah. one of our five shirts that's designs that you can get on t public uh, yeah hey which are pretty great designs and y'all should go check them out um we shills uh but yeah no i'm down absolutely um it is i think on the list of stuff that is that is in this 
marketing uh, so this uh the, all all the stuff that's dropped in this it is star trek was definitely one of the ones that i was like yes okay finally thank goodness um yeah so with all the bevy of stuff that came out this week what stood out to you the most was it the regular news was it anything that from the paramount side it was just a big old news dump this week we know uh next week for the release of the batman all hail the reeves um which, fun fact, we watched Mask of the Phantasm for Batman homework, and there's a character in Mask of the Phantasm name with a last name of Reeves. And I'm going, <laughs> oh, foreshadowing. So next week, we'll have something Batman related. We don't know what it is yet, but we'll have something Batman related for the Batman, which we're super, super excited for. Um, but what were some of the biggest news takeaways that you took away from this week? Let us know. We also came from you guys. And as always, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to. It's on whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us yeah, on YouTube. Help us get to 700 subscribers. Uh, that's our goal for the end of the year. So help us get there. And as always, stay sharp, movie guys and gals.